Everything Comes From Something is an unoriginal podcast about unoriginality because everything truly does come from something. I'm one of your hosts, Isaac Ransom. I'm Cameron Tuttle. And we are so glad that you're here joining us, listening to the show. If you'd like to support us, subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcasts, give us a five-star rating, and share the show with your friends and family. If you have a couple bucks to throw our way, you can check us out at patreon.com slash podcast. And with no further ado, welcome to the show. back just like that who's back i'm back how was your your trip to to hawaii you know cameron just to let you know i edited the last episode oh yeah and i had to listen to you and juzo roast me for missing the show for the first time ever yeah and i didn't appreciate it well you know i don't care you weren't there. The rest you of, couldn't stop it. The rest of this episode will be heated tension between two friends who are falling apart. <laughs> it's like a big band breakup. Yeah, we're like um, we're like the Beatles. Or uh, we're, we're definitely angry. We're sitting on these couches, having a having a beverage with each other, just just laying down next to a dog, sitting, relaxing, that's hanging what out. That's what we're doing. Yeah, this is this is really like a relaxed version of everything comes for something. You know what I mean? It's like. So laid back, I feel like I'm sinking into this couch and like an octopus is like trying to strangle me because there's cords all over me. But like it's it's just relaxed, you know what I mean? It's, it's just relaxed. It's well, I mean, when is it not laid back? I, I gotta say, there are some episodes that I listen to where we are like on something. Oh, yeah, because we drink, we because uh, when we do like afternoon shows, we drink like tons of coffee right before and then we just like we're on fire. When when we when we get there. Quick listener disclaimer: This episode is being recorded at ten forty three p.m. Yeah, it's pretty late, <laughs> and it sort of links up to what the thesis of this episode is going to be about. We Cameron and I are extremely busy right now, but we care about you guys, and so we still want to do a show, even though it is way too late, and our and our weeks are packed. It doesn't matter. We've committed to the show. Don't worry, we do have a topic. <laughs> <laughs> and the topic is pretty lazy, but but that's besides the point. It's, hey, it's laid back like this episode. I feel like we've done a lot of these. Laid back episodes? It it like it, it it's a it gets a little bit on my nerves. It's like against something in my pride or my creative energy. I'm like I just didn't have enough energy to to put into the show. But uh, uh, the one thing that I can attest to with this episode is that it is 100% authentic oh yeah and definitely. that and that is the reason why we still think it has value <laughs> yeah well i mean we do i think like the last episode was was a joker critique right and i yeah. think you know we 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 did a pretty thorough job of reviewing that movie uh but then there are other there are other episodes where we're just like you know laid back hanging out having fun or not as it as it would be Listen, if you've made it this far in listening to Everything Comes From Something, you know who we are. You know you know what's up. Yeah, exactly. And you know that this show has so much variety that it's borderline confusing what the heck is going on <laughs> with the show. But whatever, Cameron, how are you doing? Oh, you know, just uh, tired a little bit. I just drove down from San Francisco after working all day. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, this, is, this is what we do. This is a labor of love. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Everything Comes From Something, episode 66. 
Today's episode is called Taylor Swift Lied to Us. I thought it was a question. Did Taylor Swift lie to us? Possibly. What is that? Like a YouTube clickbait title? If we were on YouTube, hmm. if we had enough Patreon support to do video content, we would do like we would do like a video thumb. It'd be like the thumbnail would be Taylor Swift, and then like she'd be she'd be doing the thing where she's like putting a finger to her lips, and you would like have both your hands clapped up against your cheeks with your mouth open, like yeah, exactly. oh my gosh, and you lasers watch this. lasers would be coming out of both of our eyes. Yeah, and it would be a yellow background, exactly bright. <laughs> The art of the thumbnail. Right. Today, Cameron and I wanted to take a minute to get personal, get real. I mean, the setting is not ideal. That's the other thing. I'm currently house-sitting right now, so we're in a weird environment. Just a different environment. Yeah. I th- I just thoroughly feel completely not myself, hmm. I think is the best way to put it. You know, last week, um, we recorded at... Juzo's grandma's studio, hmm. her her like calligraphy studio, hmm. which was very interesting. I actually liked it. I thought it was a good uh, little recording spot because there was like a big table. You know, we could talk, we could chat. It was good. It was a good. It sounded good, didn't it? Yeah, no, it did. It did sound really good. Yeah. So, um, but this is just like a living room, and there's <laughs> there's couches. I mean, I think that's what it is, Cameron. That, that. I know. I know. Remember, I think I feel like we've done a show in a living room before. Haven't we? Mm-hmm. We actually did our coming of age episode, episode eleven, in my living room, oh. and it is actually it, it lines up a lot with what this episode is going to be talking about. Wow! Now we've been doing the podcast for over a year at this point, yeah. And I think we did that coming of age episode around the same time <laughs> that we that we are doing this one now. Probably. Do you sense a pattern? Is this what you're saying? Maybe there's something about approaching the holidays that like pushes pressure or urgency on observing the future and what we're doing. Yeah. But I would say that the reason we wanted to ask the question, is Taylor Swift lying to us, is we are challenging the thought of, I guess, putting a value on our age, 22. Because because Taylor Swift has a song, I'm feeling 22. I what kn- is the point of that song? I don't. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if I've ever listened to it all the way through. <laughs> don't tell Juliana. She'll she'll be upset. Really? She doesn't like. She's a, she, she loves she Taylor love, Swift. She's a total Swifty. I can't stand the, her music. Did she do something recently that was untoward or something? Taylor Swift. Yeah. Was Probably. there a scandal? Was there some some sort of hubbub about Taylor Swift? Who cares, dude? I that, don't know. I never that's thought. that's my issue with her though. Yeah. Is there's always some hubbub. Yeah, that, yeah, it's true. She's always getting into beef with people. You know what I mean? Well, you like, got to stay relevant, right? And I just, it just doesn't feel real to me, mm, right? Mm. I know, I know, I definitely know some of our listeners love Taylor Swift. All the power to you. I just, the one, I mean, you can tell, right? When you listen to our show, authenticity is mm, the heart of it. And Taylor Swift, to me, her music is authentic in pockets of a storybook novel that she presents in this flowery, over-the-top song. So so you're, you're saying that Taylor Swift is just, like, performative, you know? Like, she presents her... She's like, an, she's like the Instagram model of singers. <laughs> she... Singer-songwriters. Yeah. She, yeah. she is very consumable. Right, right. Right? And, and I think that's what leans into her success. Yeah. Juliana is in singer-songwriter work, right? And so she... 
really, really kind of exposed me to these smaller aspects to Taylor Swift's music that I never noticed. And sure, it gave me a little bit more of respect for her, but man, I can't stand her music. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you know what else I can't stand? Being 22. Yeah. Being 22 is the weirdest year of my life by far. So far? Um. Yeah. Yeah, by far. What about like 17? 17 was pretty weird too. You know what I mean? So the end of high school for me, and, and this is something we sort of talked about, right? It was nostalgic, I think. There was something about walking through your old neighborhoods and having this weird gut feeling. And there's like a sadness and a happiness and an eagerness that goes with graduating high school, right? Yeah, yeah. For me, I was done with high school. Right. So the sadness was sort of minimal, but there was a portion that was like, oh, man, never going to sit out here again in this one spot or in that one class and be bored and depressed. Well, I guess that's over. You know, yeah, like I feel yeah. like that's how most people kind of look at high school. And a lot of my friends kind of sticked around and the ones that I lost, I ended up reconnecting with uh, later on. Just kind of how it goes, right? But 22, I, I let me rephrase this. With high school, it felt like a lot of your emotion towards the change in your life was linked to the relationships in your life because you had been forced into relationships whether you liked it or not with your classmates with your family with your neighborhood you were stuck in a specific spot because you're a kid you can't move you know you're there and being 22 you're on that cusp of change but the focus is not on your relationships the focus is on your individuality and basically your own career right? Your your own future. There is an aspect of relationships to it, right? I think at our age, we start to learn like how important healthy relationships are. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I really see the value in being friends with this one particular person or being friends with this one mentor or being friends with a significant other or seeing the value in being around family for the right amount of time and, and making sure I'm invested in them. And those things definitely affect your sort of outlook and your future. But I just feel like 22 is bottled anxiety for me. And I've never dealt with a level of anxiety that is so uprooting to my core, I think. And, and, and so with this is pod- it like, Well, hold on. Is it like anxiety about... What do you mean by anxiety? Like anxiety about the future, about like what you're doing now? Or like, what do you mean? I think it's just more of like the anxiety of the unknown, right? Yeah. yeah. But how come you didn't feel that at, um, like at the end of high school? Because the same thing. I mean, it, like the unknown part of it. But, I felt the same way. I was like, not the same way as I do now. But I felt like there's this this big question mark of like, oh, what is gonna happen? You know, what's what's life gonna be like? You know, am I going to never see my friends again? You know, am I going to move away somewhere and then, you know, things are going to not go well for me? You know, like there was a, it was a big question mark before I actually went away, you know, before I went to San Francisco. Um, I think for me, it's always been pretty predecided. Um, From my second year in high school as a sophomore, I was like, I'm going to West Valley. I didn't even apply for a scholarship or anything else. And I was just like, that's what it is. That's what I'm going to do. People are going to leave. 
it's going to suck, you know, and it sucked a lot more than I thought it was going to suck, but we got through it, right? I think what's weird about right now is I really just have absolutely no idea of what's going to happen once I graduate college one and done. And the worst part about it is that I feel like I am a very active person in pursuing a future. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what it is, but it's like with the small things, I I find a lot of pride in my work ethic and I'm like, I have to go get stuff done. And I don't like being stuck in a discouragement cycle, which I have been stuck in before. You know, there's been positions where I'm like, I hate my job, you know, and kind of getting through that. That's something I've dealt with before. But I think what's weird about this period of unknowingness is that I don't know what I want. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And usually it's (laughs) like when I'm in that unknown period, it's like... You know what you want. Yeah, it's like, I hate this job. I don't want it anymore. Right, right. I don't want to be in this relationship anymore. I want my friends to be around again. And it's like, as I'm graduating college, I'm like, geez, (laughs) what... Am I what do I want to do? Yeah, yeah. And there's very small things that I like. Like I love doing this podcast, right? I love hanging out with you, Cameron. I like my family. I like my girlfriend. <laughs> what? I love that sentence. You're like, I love this podcast. I love you. I like everybody else. I like my girlfriend. She's all right. My family. They're all right. <laughs> what? Are you making fun of? No, no, I'm I'm just, I'm just. But you hear what I'm saying, right? Yeah, no. Well, yeah, it was interesting because there was we were having this conversation at work um, because we we just, you know, when we're when we're doing stuff, we have time to like talk and and, you know hang out and whatnot. That's the only stuff that makes the day get by. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and we were we were talking and. And people were like, oh, you know, if I if I could live anywhere, you know, I'd love to live here. I'd love to, you know, live in Europe for a year or two or whatever. You know, I'd love and they and everybody had like these these great plans of like, oh, yeah, I really want to live X, Y or Z. And then when when they asked me, I was like, man, I don't know. And then and then they were like, "Well, do you want to stay here?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> not really." And so so yeah, no, I I have the exact same same feeling is that I I I I have the same big question mark of like not only I don't know what I should be doing, but I don't even know what I want to do. Like what would be fulfilling in my life, you know? I I have no idea. There's a small passion that's a part of me that I really want to write music and I want to do something in music. And luckily my job currently lets me do that in a church-related scene and my faith is a huge part of sort of my outlook on my future. I know this is more of a secular approach to a podcast, so I'm not necessarily going to get into that in particular, but... As far as music goes, like I wrote this song this week and one of the lyrics in it was like, I can't say I'm living till I try. Do you know what I mean? The issue is is that I don't know what I want to try. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like I'm, I feel really, really stuck. The good news is, is that I have time, right? I'm working like it sucks, but a part of my brain works in like loading bars, like loading screen <laughs> bars, where it's like I have things I need to complete. One of the things I needed to complete was paying off school. And by the grace of God, I think within the next few weeks, I'll have the money to finish for my last semester, never having to take out a loan in my life, which is like insane. Sure, I worked since I was 15, (laughs) but like, I'm going to feel so weird when I'm not working to pay off school. Like, what am I saving for after that? Like, I haven't even thought about that. (laughs) It's going to be super duper weird for me. Yeah. Right? And then my next loading bar is spring 2020 when I graduate. What do I want to do after that? Do I want to like enter the workforce right away? I don't even know what like the condition of the market's going to be. By the way, in my economist school right now, we're saying that there's a recession already starting. If you didn't know, (laughs) if you have investments, that would be my advice. I'm not an advisor. I'm a student. Look into bonds and uh, consider consider. Hey, my bonds are doing good right now. So oh, yeah. just, you know, just look at the charts. Or or just double down on stocks and think of it as a discount. No, no, the discount happens when it crashes. Exactly, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, when it crashes, you know. There is no, I guess what I'm saying is if you're investing now, this is just a random side tangent. You have nothing to lose by transferring your accounts over to safer investments, more conservative investments right now. Um, Sure, the market could keep climbing, but historically consumer sentiment, according to the University of Michigan, caps at around 110. And it is at 110, and it's been at 110, according to the FRED website that I look at. Well, we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. Who, who but knows? It doesn't matter. You know, like, that's the thing. Is I Hey, I don't have my degree yet, so don't listen to me. But I'm just sure. saying. I'm just saying. But you were saying that because by the time you get out, you know, who knows what the state will, right, will, right. will be in. You Recession. Know? We are at, like, capacity for um, employment right now. Yeah, definitely. Like, unemployment we, is at we, an all-time yeah. low. Yeah. So, yeah. But Which is... Which is good, but the business has a cycle. Like, it's a thing, right? I'm taking a macroeconomics class right now, and it's interesting because my teacher talks about these are the economic concepts that we have figured out really well. Sure, there are some extremists that challenge them to this day, but these are the things that we really think we understand. And the things we don't understand, one of them is the business cycle. And so, like, we're learning all these models that are attempting to try to understand the business cycle. It's kind of cool to be in a a study um, that not everything has been discovered. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm not saying that... part of that is because some of it is just undiscoverable, you know? Right. I mean, does that that ever discourage you? That it's just like... No, it doesn't discourage me. I think when I take classes like philosophy... It's like there's no such thing as an original thought. Heck, this podcast is literally based on that idea, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I don't know. But we can get back on topic. I'm sorry. I'm, we're on an educational rant. That's all right. Well, yeah. I mean, I was I was like, I, I've been in this sort of, I don't want to call it a funk, but like in, in, a, in a sort of like, 
I don't really know what I um what I want to do and what I'm trying to do at this point because I feel like I feel like I'm just waiting for something else, you know, I'm waiting for something to happen to me. Um and part of that is because I just don't see um I I don't see a lot of opportunity where I am. Um as far as like what I want to do, but but at the same time it's like I don't I I feel like I can't leave. You know what I mean? At, at the same time. Well, yeah, this is something I think that you and I talk about a lot. Um, just when I'm talking about like when I ask you what's going on, what's up with you. Um, one of the ideas that Cameron and I talk about a lot is moving to L.A. Right. But what's weird is that Cameron and I kind of both hate L.A. <laughs> So that that leads that leads to like a bitter taste in our mouth, right? Where it's like, oh, the, I mean, that's the destination, that's the spot, <laughs> and it's kind of like, oh, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, every basically, basically, my whole entire being is saying like, no, <laughs> no, why do you want to go to L.A.? You know what I mean? Like my whole like, I just don't. I don't like it there. I don't want to be there. But but at the same time, I, you know, recently almost had the, the or just about had the opportunity to go there. And I was, I really started to consider it. You know, I really started to, to think about it a lot. Um, and I don't know. I, I just, I, I just don't know at this point. I think that's maybe the, the crux of like being 22. This is not knowing, you know. Like you just don't know what's gonna happen to you, what what's what what your future holds, I guess. I saw this actually I wanna say that there was a tweet that inspired this episode. There was a uh, a woman that posted about how twenty two is the worst year ever and she said, Some of my friends are still in college partying, some of my friends are getting married, some of my friends are now in the workforce as like management, and some people are having babies. And it is very, very confusing. The only issue I have with that that tweet is that it's very like comparative yeah. to what everyone else is doing. And if you know Cameron and I, we really don't give a crap about what other people are doing. <laughs> yeah, I think um, unless it's a good thing or a bad thing, right? Well, I mean, it's like we don't. It's not. It's not. Comparative. It's not that we don't give a crap about it. It's like we'll we'll encourage you, you know, and and like cheer you on. But for the most part, we don't. It's not like we're we're looking at our peers and being like, "Hey, why am I not doing yeah, X, Y, or Z?" It's not like you know? I'm looking at like my Twitter following ratio or anything. Yeah, yeah, like that, yeah, you know? exactly. Um, yeah, but there, I mean, there is a, a little bit of like, "Oh, well, this person's doing this. That's cool. I I want to do that." You know, there there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of like, um, I don't want to say envy, but like, but. You, you you feel like, and I think social media actually makes this a lot worse. Yeah, it's an amplified envy culture. Yeah, you feel you people always always put their their highlights on it on on Instagram or whatever. And you're like, oh wow, that looks like fun. <laughs> I wish I was having fun right now. <laughs> you know, it's not even that. Like I oh I wish I was you know in that restaurant or I wish I was hanging out with you. It's like oh, <laughs> I'm not having fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
it's weird. I, I, I don't know what my approach is to social media. I definitely like Instagram the best, but it's strange because I feel like my favorite things to post on Instagram are like the sky. I know that sounds weird, but I like to look at the sky and then post my favorite song that I'm listening to right now. Mm. And it's like, I don't know if that's discouraging people or encouraging them or what the... I, I have no doubt that some people look at my story and be like, what the heck is this weird guy doing? Like, <laughs> who cares about a building's corner and a song playing? You know what I mean? But it's like, for me, I'm like, eh, I'm just trying to... I'm just expressing like what I'm thinking right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like this podcast. This is such a loose podcast, dude. Oh uh, yeah, that's that's all right. You look super comfortable, by the way. I'm just like relaxing, man. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's already past eleven. No, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm just thinking about like what, what was it that that uh, at one point made us excited to be here? You know, like w- w- when you were. When you were, you know, 16 or whatever, you saw adults, young adults or whatever, and you were like, man, I wish I would, I wish I was an adult. You know, I wish I had independence. I wish I was, you know, out there living life, making mistakes, (laughs) you know, like that. Did you ever have that when you were 16? Like that, that sort of longing, I guess. Yeah. And I don't think... I want to put this disclaimer out here. We don't live bad lives at all. Oh, no, no. As a matter of fact, most of our problems are quite petty. But this is our podcast, and we're going to be real on it. (laughs) Right? I'm not going to lie to you guys on it. You know, this is the thing. This is is sort of like our mental state. We want to just put it out on display. I don't know why. I don't know why we want to put it out on display. Maybe it, we just need to talk it out between between ourselves. <laughs> now we're just trying to monetize our our personal friendship, Cameron. Well, we're trying to monetize our our own, um, you know, our own suffering. No, no, like like we're trying to work through it for our verbal processing. Sure, know? I guess it's in hopes that maybe some of the listeners will understand where we're coming from and maybe be able to process it too. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I don't know. And the thing is, is not it's not like we're looking for advice or anything. Yeah, no. You know, we're not like trying to say like, oh, you know, what do we do? It's like, I think, I think more of it. I think we're just looking at our own situations, and we're as as two two best best friends. We're just coming at it as as like we're in a weird place. You know, we're just not we're not where we want to be. And I think we need to just look at things and examine them and, like, see where we could be in in the future, I guess. Now you're talking about a movie plot, Cameron. What? Just friends hanging out and thinking about what's, what's uh, that the sounds future. Like, that sounds like mumblecore, man. I hate mumblecore movies. Oh, uh, too bad. You'd probably be really good at making them. Why? Because I'm just, like... <laughs> depressed and <laughs> depressed and emo. That's the constant joke. By the way, I saw um, JD in Maui. Yeah, that was and that. Um, it was good. It was like actually, it kind of leans into like the idea of people living their best lives, right? Yeah. It was like a real moment 
where I was like, dang, one of my friends is in a really good place, but J- I've known JD a long time, you know, and, and we're super duper close. And it was like, everything looked really good on the outside. And then JD was, I was like, how are you doing? And he was like, well, this is the stuff I'm dealing with. And you know, it's not all rainbows and butterflies here. Right. And I'm like, wow, like that, it feels good. Yeah. Not not because I I want JD to be going <laughs> you through want him to pain. Suffer. <laughs> I don't I don't. But it was more like JD is one of the like he's one of my my great friends, you know. Yeah. And it was just like it's just one of those moments where I'm like, dude, like it's still real. You know what I mean? Right, like that yeah. that meant a lot to me. Right. Um, that he could still share with me that like. You know, this is what's going on with me. And it was amazing to see his life. He basically was like, this is where I live. This is where I work. This is like the area that I'm always around. And that was one of my favorite moments on the trip because I was like, I'm getting a little snapshot of one of my great friend's lives. I'm disconnected to him, but I'm like so happy for him. And he's going great places. He's living his best moment. And I think what's crazy, Cameron, is that we are living our best lives right now, but we don't even see it. Is that true? It is true. Oh. <laughs> it is true. That's oh, terrible news. The point I was talking about, JD, <laughs> the point I was talking about, JD, is that he was, he said that he missed our cynicism. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah. Yeah, because we're terrible people. Um, ain't we all? Yeah. We need someone who's uplifting on this podcast. That's really what we need. <laughs> What what do you mean we're living our best lives? We're living the only lives we have. That's a good point. You know what? My <laughs> this is a dumb story from my life. But last night I was I was like I've been doing this thing where I just sleep on the couch and I don't sleep in my bed. Um <laughs> And you're looking at me like I'm weird, but um it's not I don't know, it's nice. It's like a vacation in my own house. <laughs> Oh man. It sounds so sad already, but <laughs> this um, is so sad. <laughs> so I was uh, you know, I was kind of like dazing in and out of sleep. It was like 2 a.m. Um and I get this text message that says um it's like from Wells Fargo and they say a suspicious thing has been your card has been used in a suspicious place. And it's some place in like Artesia, California, some like gas station. And and I'm like, at 2 a.m., why do I have to worry about this right now? You know what I mean? So this is what I mean by, like, how am I? I'm not living my best life. <laughs> I'm living. I'm I'm just trying to make it by. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just trying to get by. I was just trying to push some positivity, Cameron. I know, but I just, I'm sleeping on the couch. I'm You're getting your credit card stolen. It's It's just, it's just. I'm not saying it's miserable. It's not miserable. But it's like, I feel in a rut. You know what I mean? I feel that. And, and, here's another thing. Not only do I feel like I'm in a rut, but I feel like I'm I'm just, like, more angry about it than, than usual. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm more... I don't want to say resentful, but that's it's like leaning on that. You know what I mean? It's just like I feel um, like tense about things and like that I I just like 
like I have this like a <laughs> like anchor in me, you know what I mean? That that I think doesn't I just I just like I just like let it go and I just like put it down so that I when I sleep on the couch, that's when I get it all out, <laughs> you know? And it's just like it's it's not it's, I just don't want to be in that place. Yeah, you, you know don't want to I mean? be angry. And I think as one of your one of your friends Cameron pains me to sort of see you in that place. Yeah. And I feel, I'm just going to be frank with you, I feel like because I'm in this place of unknowingness that my fate in summer 2020 is to go down to L.A. just because I want to drag you down there. (laughs) And I know that sounds weird, but it's like, for me... I'm like, wow, like I just, I don't know what I want, but I know that I don't want Cameron to be in the place he's at. You well, don't I mean? move down there for me. <laughs> right. And I, I don't want to. So that's why I'm not doing it yet. Do you know what I mean? Well, you still got school. So. Yeah. But, but it's strange because Jules says the same thing, right? She's got to move down there eventually for music stuff. Yeah. And she's like, don't move down there for me. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, but I don't really know what I want yet. And so it doesn't really bother me to think about doing that. As a matter of fact, a parsh like a, a, a portion of me is like, I think I need a little bit of a change. Yeah. I think I need to try something different. Even if I crash and burn, I can always come back home and people can make fun of me <laughs> when I'm working at Starbucks again. You know, like I don't care what people think of me. Yeah. But it's like, like I wrote that song, I'm like, I won't live until I know, until I try it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not talking about drugs. <laughs> I'm talking about making moves. Making moves. Yeah, I don't know. Shaking it, things up. It's just been something on my heart. And it's weird because I, I was telling you before we started the show, like as I got back from Maui, I was hit in the face with two midterms. So stressful doing those midterms, man. Like, these are heavy upper division courses. I've never struggled with school. This is probably the hardest semester I've ever had. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because I'm dealing with work and, you know, thinking about the future at all, and I'm juggling a lot of different things. It's it's cool. It's really neat to be with my parents at home because they're like, wow, like you are exhausted all the time and you're doing way too much. And I'm like, yeah, but now's the time to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, just let me burn. And it's because I'll, I'll have time to rest when I'm older. You know what I mean? Like, now is the time for me to do this. And um, where was I going with this? I don't think that time ever comes. <laughs> yeah, who knows? We'll rest when we're dead, Cameron. Yeah, we will. Um, what was I saying? Jeez. You had two midterms. You were you were stressed about it. Right, right. I was telling you. I was telling you. As soon as I finish those tests, dude, I'm like, I've been in a daze. Yeah, like a total daze. It's been so weird. And one of my one of the things I strive for in life above all else is this this ability to be present. This is something I've been thinking about a lot. I want to be present. You know. It goes along with my with my degree. In economics, the most valuable thing on earth is time. 
Time is the most valuable thing. You can never get it back. And once it's gone, it's gone forever. You can't earn more. You can always earn more money, right? We only have so much time on this earth. And, you know, for me, it's like I don't want to spend it in a daze. And I'm in a daze right now. And it's freaking me out a little bit. Yeah. Because I did these two midterms. And I gave it my all and I was completely exhausted. I like hit the bed afterwards and I was like, I'm out, but I'll be back in the morning. I woke up. I wasn't back. You know what I mean? And I, I just like, I was just like wandering around campus. Like I went to one class. I swear I didn't hear one word that my teacher said for the whole 90 minutes. <laughs> then I went to the gym and I had another class afterwards. I didn't even think about it. I just didn't go to it. And I went to a guitar store, and I just started playing guitars. I'm like, man, I'm going to find the guitar I really want to play right now. Like, I'm, I'm, I've been shopping for a new guitar for a little while, too. Um, just in, like, this super weird state, you know? And, yeah, dude, it's just, it's, it's funky. It's really funky. <laughs> Before you came here, I think I sat on this couch and played video games for, like, Five hours. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. I'm pretty sure it was five hours, and it felt like 20 minutes. Yeah. It was really weird. And when you got here, I was like, oh, snap. Actually, funny funny story about when Cameron got here. I'm, I'm all over the place, guys. <laughs> um, but I locked myself out of the house. Yeah, that was a little weird <laughs> for that, a sec. That, that's what I'm telling you, man. I'm super out of it. Yeah. We lo I, locked yeah. It, I locked us out of the house, and then... I had to crawl through the dog door, which was quite humiliating. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I was swearing under my breath. I kind of wanted to watch, but I, I didn't get to. It I was to funny. Stuff. It was funny. I'm sure God was laughing at me. I'm sure. Yeah. He's always laughing at us. Definitely. That's, that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> yeah. I was telling JD the other day, I feel like God opens doors really quick and shuts doors really quick. And if you're not paying attention, the door will hit you in the face. And mm. that like... Looking at life, you kind of see like these junction points. Like if you saw Avengers Endgame where that bald woman showed the the timeline and all the split off moments and you're like, well, that's kind of like my life. You know, there was that one moment where I just split off. And I think a part of us always kind of considers the other direction what would have happened. And in our minds, we're like, well, it's a good thing that didn't happen because, man, you know, how much better is it now that I'm not dating that girl or how much better is it now that I'm not doing that one thing that I was doing or that I didn't go to that one place because I wouldn't have met that one person, right? I think that, like, looking at those splits from my own, like, faith perspective is like, oh, those are the, those are moments where God's, like, shutting doors and opening doors. And what's hard for me right now is in this moment to be like, like, I feel, like, challenged at my core. You know, even if you're not, someone who has a faith belief, you probably have some sort of outlook on life, right? And some sort of perspective. And I, and the reason I think right now for me personally is so weird and in the days is that every part of my core feels shaken, right? You know, I'm like, I don't have any confidence in my future. As a matter of fact, I don't feel anything because my objectives are being checked off. What a blessing that is what are my next check marks? I haven't even thought about it. Yeah. I haven't even thought about like what I wanted to do. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It was always just, you have to get these things done and then what? 
and I think, I think everyone experiences these moments, you know, forgive me for talking out my thought process out loud. Hopefully it's entertaining you, but you know, I always think about marriage, right? You think about these people who get married and then they have this moment of like, well now what? Right? <laughs> well, it's like, wait, like my rom-com's over. Right, right. Now right. I'm married. Yeah. Why am I not as funny as Chandler in Friends, <laughs> you know? And it's like, I feel like we have these moments, and I think this is where, like, your character as an individual is seriously challenged. Yeah, do you ever think that's why people, like, people end up cheating and people end up like totally destroying their marriages because they, they, it was, it's like the, well, now what we need like some more, um, drama in our, in our lives. You know, we need some more, some more essentially just conflict, right? Narrative. We just need more narrative in our, in our, in our lives when, you know, I, I, I don't think people are, 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 I don't want to say stopping the smell of the roses, but like, I, I think people, people just want to, people have a tendency to like mess up things that are going well, you know, because, because they, I think they just, it, there's something that's unsettling about when, when things are going well, when things are going right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's I, just something. I kind of hear what you're saying. Um, I think what I want to add to that is that, shoot, dude, I'm totally, I am like at the end of my rope right now. <laughs> um, what am I going to say? What am I saying? Sorry, Karen, finish your thought, dude. I'm sorry. No, it's all, that's, that's all I had. I don't know. I think people, I think when, when there's, when you get to that stage of, okay, go for it. You go I got for it. it. Sorry, I did these huge hand motions. No. <laughs> What I was going to say is that I'm literally considering renaming this this podcast. Sorry, oh, yeah? Chasta. The dog we're watching sleeping right next to me. Oh, you're so cute. <laughs> you are so cute. Um, I'm thinking about renaming this podcast. I'm not going to because the Taylor Swift title is too funny. But <laughs> it's the the process or the conflict of creating objectives or check marks right because society life parents they all give us these check marks right but i think as you come of age as you become an adult and you embrace more and more responsibility suddenly you are given the responsibility to create your own check marks and i think that's kind of what we're dealing with right now cameron yeah like what should the check marks be and we've never had to do that before. You know what I mean? Like, even though we've been adults for a little while, it's like we have only been told what check marks we need to have because of our parents, because of society, because of what our friends do. Like, now those things still exist, but we've found our individuality more and more, leaning into our creativities, leaning into our our. our fields of study leaning into our experiences as working people like we've really learned to mature a little bit we're not yeah. we're definitely not there 
completely. By God, I I listened to some of our old podcasts today. I was like, Cameron, we got work to do, man. <laughs> um, work to do on ourselves. Work to do on the podcast. Oh, we it, both, oh. both. Um, but you kind of see where I'm going with this. Yeah. Quick side note about the podcast. We're going to change our, our format, by the way. Oh, dear. Yeah. You're going to bring this up on air? <laughs> I'm going to bring it up on air. Uh, just for you listeners to know, I have been listen. I listen to a lot of the show over and over again. I am tired like you are of starting this show and hearing my voice say, everything comes from something is an unoriginal podcast about unoriginality over and over and over again. Every single episode starts that way. So I think we're going to change it up, Cameron. I'm going to redo the intro music. It's not going to be too hard. And then we're going to have a script to read every week with the regular podcast stuff. I know a bumper is a normal thing for a show, but it just sounds not real. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and being real is important to me. Well, so. I mean, I always skip the bumpers usually when right, it right. comes to podcasts. Every, everyone, everyone does skip the bumpers, right? Yeah. So who knows? It's interesting because I think of the the shows I listen to, and I think the, I think the podcast community is kind of split on this. Some podcasts do that intro opening bit. Some of them do not at all. Yeah, and then they integrate it like three minutes into the show. You let us know if you're a Patreon. You let us know what you think. If you know us personally, text us. Let us know. Okay. Nobody's up. nobody's listened this far to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Darren has. We yeah, appreciate you, Darren. I guess that's true. We appreciate you, Darren. Thanks, Darren. Shout out to Andrew Sides, by the way. I know he listens to the show a lot. He's getting married tomorrow. We're oh, going to his wedding. Wow. Yeah. Well, lucky him. Everybody snaps for Andrew being married. Wow. Good job, Andrew. Good job making a checkbox. Wow. Right? Don't get complacent. Don't think, is this it after you get married? Okay. What do we do now? <laughs> what do we do now? Have kids. Now what do we do? They all moved out. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think then you get to travel and hang out with your life partner. Is that what we're gonna become if we move to if we move to LA? Life partners. We're gonna be hetero life partners. <laughs> you know, uh, the internet would love it. I mean, we basically are already. We sure, just, sure, I, yeah. We just have an hour. We're like we're like long distance hetero life partners. <laughs> This is a stretch, Cameron. What? This whole episode is a stretch. What? Come on. This sounds like our nothing to do with anything podcast except it's live. So consider this an ad. If you don't support us on Patreon already, you could get one month. Every, every oh, this every is month, much worse than every, our Patreon show. <laughs> every month you get an episode just like this. Absolute, complete garbage and yeah. emotional conversation, usually uncensored. Um, yeah, but I feel like, well, I don't know. Anyways. Um yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I that's I think that's the biggest takeaway from this is that we just don't know. <laughs> we don't know. At least me. What do I you feel think? like I am just like sitting in a You know the uh, did you ever see Under the Skin? No. With Scarlett Johansson? No. Or what about Stranger Things? You saw Stranger yes. Things, right? You know how like she goes into the her little brain tunnel um right, and right, she pops right. out and then right. it's like all black. You know, super cool. And there's nothing else. Yeah. And it, but then it's just like one thing. Yeah. I feel like I'm there, but like I'm just walking around and there's nothing. You're there. like, you know what I mean? Jack Sparrow at the world's end. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Except that's a terrible movie. You know what? <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Except I like World's End better than um, the second one. Really? Yeah. Well, JD is Gibbs, and I will be um, the guy with the with the eye with the, the wooden eye. Uh, it's probably a better casting, but I was gonna say the Elizabeth character. Oh, what? And we will come back to get you what, from um, the World's End. Why can't let's let's have JD be um, Barbosa? You can be the guy who take whose toe falls off on the boat. What? <laughs> have you I seen these? Do movies? you remember this movie? His toe, he's his he's getting frozen. He's like really cold. They're all really cold, and then he he his his, oh, his foot, toenail. No, his toe, his full toe. He breaks his toe off. I don't know. I watched Pirates of the Caribbean five, and let me tell you. Oh, was it bad? I am surprised how many, how how many of the original cast remains in those films. Is Jack Sparrow in it? Yeah. Really? So is Gibbs. What? I was like, what am I watching? I think There's that's also... the one where it goes back to like the normal timeline, right? Because 4 is like a pre prequel, I think. No, it's not. Are you sure? I'm 100% sure. Oh, gosh. I don't remember anything about that. All I, all I remember about that movie is that there's a scene where a pirate falls in love with a mermaid and then she takes him down into the water and then it's kind of ambiguous on whether or not she kills him. Right. Yeah. That's all I remember about that movie. Who Who is even in that? Who's the lady? Camilla Cabello. No. Come on. Uh, you don't need, That's not even serious. You're not even being serious right now. <laughs> I made this joke the other day to JD, and I was dying laughing so hard. We were playing Red Dead Redemption 2 online, and you're rolling your eyes as you're sipping that. No. Um, But I said something like, do you remember when Will Smith voiced the donkey in Madagascar? <laughs> it didn't even make sense, but I what? laughed about it like for five minutes. <laughs> what? That's okay. absurd. Completely absurd. Like this episode. I was thinking about Madagascar 3 the other day. Have you seen it? Absolutely no reason. Have I you... saw I saw Madagascar 3 You're talking before about the... it was in theaters. Afro? Yeah. Shut Afro up, Circus. <laughs> Kill me. I thought it was the only one on Earth who's seen that movie. No, no, no. I saw that movie at at DreamWorks headquarters before it was in theaters. Shut your freaking mouth, dude. I actually told JD yesterday that you and I should do a live commentary track to that movie. Of Madagascar 3? Because no one's seen it. It's terrible. It's on. It's a terrible movie. Dude, it's not only terrible, it's on acid. It is actually yeah, it on is. acid. It is on acid. I don't know what they're doing at DreamWorks <laughs> to come up with some of these ideas. You really acid. do. You think about these kids' animated movies for half a second. Shark Tale. They just do drugs in office rooms. Oh, I guarantee yeah. it. And they're like, "What? That's Are that's gonna, literally you." Okay, a, f- a fat panda that does kung fu. <laughs> this will will make six of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's a there's a grasshopper who's a who's a kung fu master. <laughs> oh gosh. For a second, and I thought you were referencing Ants. And it's Seth Rogen. No, Ants was scary when I was a kid. Remember I did not like that movie. Because, because the guy, the one of the like mentor Ants, he gets his head chopped off. And then he's like holding it. Remember? Do no. you remember this? No. He's like holding it and then the, the head is talking to him. And it's I like ha- terrifying. No, the- it's not Ants that has the grasshoppers. The Ants, that's termites, I think. They fight termites. You're thinking of a bug's life. Oh. Uh. 
Hopper's in a bug's life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's All they're right. the main villain. Termites in is in ants. Yeah. I am thinking of Bugs Life, huh? Do you, have you ever seen Ants though? Yeah. That's a scary movie. I had the DVD. I did No, no, no. I had the VHS in yeah, one of those sure. big chunky the, like, plastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. The big, yeah, the plastic case. <laughs> it was like one of two movies I could watch in my grandparents' house. Really? Yeah. I always pick Toy Story over it. Yeah, okay. Oh, because cor- even I as mean, a Toy child, I could see the cinematic uh, relevance of Toy Story over Ants. Definitely. I mean, Ants was. Just... I am an internet movie critic. Listen to me. Uh, technically, you kind of are. You ever think about that? That's scary. I get. I guess. I I even have a degree in this. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a degree in internet movie criticing. Uh, close enough. No. Yeah, close enough. We're going to get you into cinemato- cinematography, Cameron. <laughs> it's getting too late. Yeah. I can't even finish my sentences. Let's... But we're going to wrap it up. I feel like Shasta right now. You know what I, I know. Mean? This dog's just sitting on the ground like, holy crap, Shasta, shut up. In the middle of the podcast, Shasta got off, of, off the couch, literally walked three steps, and then made a, made a, made a noise like... <laughs> and then just flopped on the ground. And that's who I want to be. That's why I sleep on the couch. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. I'm getting a phone call from my bro. Hey, you should uh, answer it. Answer it on, on air. air. Yeah. All right. Here it goes. <laughs> Hello? Hey. Hey, dude, you're on air. Um. <laughs> you're like on the podcast right now. Why'd you pick up? I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Are you going to... What's up? What are you guys talking about today? Depression? Nothing. Oh, um... Do you want to say anything about fear of the unknown in the future and how you're kind of scared of it? Um... There's always going to be fear of the unknown because we will never be all-knowing. Amen, uh, brother. <laughs> Literally. You're my brother. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, I just didn't know uh, what time you're going to be. Oh, gosh. Me neither. Me neither. I'll, hey, I'll call you back as soon as we're done. We're wrapping up the show right now. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Glenn Ransom, DJ Cleanse. Check him out on Spotify. and uh, Cleanse, that's with a K. K-L-E-N-Z-E. Nice, Cameron. You're what remembering. A, what a plug. What, what a plug, plug, dude. What a plug. He sounds smarter in person. <laughs> He's also a music genius. <laughs> Glenn is a music genius. He is a prodigy, dude. I I love the that other guy. day. He actually played a gig tonight. Uh, he was playing at a restaurant, um, some ni- nice restaurant. He had to wear like a suit for it. Wow. Yeah. What kind of gig? Uh, he is playing in the jazz fusion band. Right awesome. Um, their lead guy is a rapper. Wow. And cool. Also a singer. That's awesome. Yeah, it's. It, I guess they're getting gigs quick, so I'm happy for them. That's really cool. But yeah, I told him, I said, I'm going to make fun of your pretentious music because I'm not good enough to play with you. And he was like, ah, oh, that makes sense. You know? Yeah. 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 So. He's He is good, though. He's a, he's he's a really good player. Good. And he's he is he's a nice guy, too. So Yeah, he is. You're obligated to say that. Yeah, he's I'm, my brother. I can make fun of him. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not obligated to say that at all. He's my brother. 
<laughs> Don't ever tell him that I, I said he was nice. You know, I was watching Better Call Saul. I watched, like, the first three seasons. And um, there's, like, a big sort of, like, brother dynamic. That's kind of the right. thrust of the show. Um, it's really good. It's really well done. Huh. Um, I, I've, it's, like, it's, like, really kind of emotional and kind of heartbreaking and um, really well done. I, I, I was kind of blown away, actually. What are we even talking about at this point? We're talking about how we're wrapping know. up the show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. This uh, podcast has been beyond real. Um, we hope that you found some enjoyment in it, especially if you got to the end. You are truly original, Blessed. I think. What? We're all original. We're all, No, we're not, Cameron. That's the opposite of the show. Yeah, no, but you ever think about how original everybody is with their DNA? Are we creating a podcast sequel right now? Everybody's original. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Comes From Something is currently 100% fan-funded by listeners like you, and we wanted to shout out our executive producers, Darren O'Neill and Eric and Ariel Walk. Thank you guys for supporting the show at the highest level. If you want to support Everything Comes From Something, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash ecfspodcast, where you can give a couple bucks our way and get access to our exclusive monthly podcast that is released at the end of the month on the platform through an RSS feed. If you don't have a few dollars... Again, tell a friend, tell some family about the podcast. That is how a show like this grows, and you can give us a rating on iTunes. We appreciate you guys so much, and we will see you next week.